Chapter Twenty Three of the Outdoor Girls of Deepdale. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Dalman. The Outdoor Girls of Deepdale by Laura Lee Hope. The Man's Story. There was a great splash, and the man disappeared under the water. It all occurred suddenly and the man must have made up his mind quickly that he had not a chance to stay on the trestle when the train passed over it he'll be killed cried molly oh betty what can we do nothing if he is really killed answered the practical little captain but he jumped like a man who knew how to do it and how to dive the water is deep there come on cried amy for once taking the initiative and she darted toward the bank of the stream there he is cried betty he's come up as she spoke the man's head bobbed into view and giving himself a shake to rid his eyes of water he struck out for the shore oh he's swimming he's swimming molly exclaimed we must get him a rope a plank anything we'll help you she called and ran about almost hysterically the man was swimming now with long even strokes he seemed at home in the water even with his clothes on and the long jump had evidently not injured him in the least he reached the bank, climbed up, and stood dripping before the four young travelers. Woo! he gasped, taking off his coat and wringing out some water from it. That was some jump. I had to do it, though. Indeed, you were fortunate, said Betty. Are you hurt? Not a bit. A little shaken up, that's all. I should not have been on that bridge. A section hand warned me that the train was due and the trestle is very narrow but I was taking a shortcut. Railroad seemed to bring me bad luck. This is the second time in a little while that I have had trouble on the same line. Grace was rummaging about the valise she carried. Where's our alcohol stove? she demanded of Molly. Why, what do you want of it? I'm going to make him a cup of hot chocolate. He must need it, poor fellow. I'll help you, said Molly, and the two set up the little heating apparatus in the lee of a big rock. "'Are you sure you're not hurt?' asked Betty anxiously. "'Oh, I'm all right,' the man assured the girls. "'I wish I had some dry clothes. "'This is about the only suit I have. "'However, the sun will soon dry them, but they'll need pressing.' "'We're making you some chocolate,' spoke Grace. "'It will be ready soon and keep you from getting cold.' The man, he was young and good-looking, smiled, showing his even white teeth. "'You seem prepared for emergencies,' he said to Betty. Are you professional travelers? Just on a walking tour. We're from Deepdale. We're going home tomorrow after stopping overnight in Judgeville. We were just going to get our noonday lunch when we saw you jump. Indeed, remarked the young man, who was now wringing out his vest. From Deepdale, eh? I've been through there on the train. This line runs there, doesn't it? And he motioned to the one he had so hastily left. Yes, answered Betty but we never walked the track, though we did once for a short distance. And we found a broken rail and told the flagman, and he said that the train might have been wrecked, remarked Amy. It was the first time she had spoken in some time. The young man looked at her sharply. Rather too long a look, Betty thought, but there was nothing impertinent in it. Railroads, or rather this one, have been the cause of two unpleasant experiences to me, the young man went on. 
i was nearly injured just now and not long ago i lost quite a sum of money on this line at the mention of money betty started the others looked at her how did it happen asked betty and then all of the sudden she stared at the young man excuse me but-but haven't we met before she stammered sure he answered readily you young ladies were kind enough to share your lunch with me one day oh cried molly but you-you looked different then you had a mustache and long hair murmured amy that's right so i did but i had my hair cut the day before yesterday and the mustache taken off changes me quite a lot doesn't it yes replied betty but you were saying something about losing money on this line she added quickly well i was on my way to new york expecting to complete a business deal i fell asleep in the car for i was quite tired and i guess i had been thinking pretty hard on that business matter you see a fellow offered me an option on a small but good concern for four hundred dollars i knew if i could clinch the deal and get the option that some friends of mine would invest in it and i would have a good thing for myself well as i say i fell asleep then i dreamed someone was trying to get my pocketbook it was a sort of nightmare and i guess i struggled with the dream robber then all of a sudden i woke up and was your pocketbook gone asked molly no but the money was and that's the funny part about it how anyone could get the money without taking the pocketbook i couldn't see and there wasn't any one in the car but me and a boy a peddler i think he was the girls looked at each other matters were beginning to fit together most strangely i didn't know what to do the young man went on i didn't want to say anything that would seem as if i accused the boy i felt the same about the trainmen i knew if i said the money had been taken and the pocket-book left they would only laugh at me i was all knocked out and i hardly knew what i was doing i jumped off the train and went back over the line thinking the bill might have blown out the window but that is just what did happen cried betty what's that the man exclaimed excitedly i say that's exactly what happened went on the little captain at least that is how i account for it what sort of bill did you lose asked molly trying not to get excited it was one of five hundred dollars and did it have a anything pinned to it exclaimed betty it did a note wait i can tell you what it said on it he hesitated a moment and then repeated word for word the writing on the note pinned to the bill that the girls had picked up but i don't see how you know this he added wonderingly we know because we found your five hundred dollar bill exclaimed betty End of chapter twenty three